0: Praise Lord. I want to continue on, uh, on marriage. I'm going to do a number of weeks on family. Uh, probably the greatest tragedy uh, that I've seen in my generation is family. And uh, it's amazing. Uh, perhaps your grandparents. My grandparents, during the Depression, when they had nothing. Did better with marriage never went on dates They had no money. No TV. Many times uh, no vacation. No Disneyland. None of the things today many times that we think will support marriage. They have none of those. And yet they did far better with marriage than this generation. I ministered last like week Ephesians 5.22, I you to there. Wives, submit to your own husbands as yes, to the Lord. The husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word. He might present to her her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. As she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He loves his wife, loves himself. No one ever hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it just as the Lord does the church. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. It's a great mystery that I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. Let the wife see that she respects her husband. So last week I talked about uh, loving your wife. And um, uh, lust is not love, and um, so what's the difference? Gee, how much you remember. What's the difference between lust and love? Uh-huh. Anybody? George gratifies uh-huh. the self, takes care of self, whereas love is a concern for that other person. Okay. Yeah, love in part, love deposits, love gives, we'll maybe get to it this morning, love dies. And so, lust um, is selfish, and it uh, manipulates, it violates. Lust is unmanly, it's destructive. And so, uh, uh, lust it makes you feel used or violated or worthless. Love makes you feel a great value and dignity. In words, I made a statement some time ago. i will making it. Rage and violence makes a man feel powerful. I'm here, but I'm dangerous. Lust and perversion and pornography, many times, he thinks will help him. For Pornography is not about satisfaction. It's about stroking dissatisfaction. It's wanting more of something different. And so, uh, we kind of worked through that a little bit, and we talked uh, quite a bit about love last week and uh, and what's involved and et cetera. And uh, so, I want to, uh, I need some help this morning. Matthew 19, verse 4 through 6. You'll get that for me. Alec? Uh, Mark 10, 4. Who'll get that? Uh, Fred, then. Um, Ephesians 5, 31. Out of the text, again. Who'll get that? Brad. Uh, uh, Gabe, if you get um, uh, Genesis 2, 23, 24, and 25. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Junior, you got your Bible? Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. And so... Uh, in our text, there's a powerful statement in verse 31. The two shall become one flesh. There's an incredible power in partnering. It's, what, it's one of the dynamics of marriage you know, and life. So. And the two shall become oneness. Matthew 19, 4 through 6. Have you not read that he that made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man be his father and mother, and shall see for his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The Jews shall become one. Go ahead. Wherefore, they are no longer, are no more two, but one flesh. For therefore, God hath joined together, let not man it. They let no man separate. Mark 10 4 through 9. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a Jesus answered and said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you the precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. For so then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Okay, so the aim and the purpose of Mary. A lot of people enter marriage for a lot of different reasons. Uh, there's physical attraction, emotional attraction. Uh, they think this other person will make them happy. Uh, they, they have a lot of different mentality about marriage. But the aim here of marriage is the two shall become one. And I want to say this is not easy. The leaving of the parents And the cleaving to your spouse, joined to his wife, no longer two individuals, but there's this organic union in marriage. It's where you begin to lose yourself in your spouse. It's not the thought of being nailed together, but being glued together. In other words, marriage is you begin to penetrate each other. You allow the influence of, of the mixing of the two personalities and people to bond. And he likens this in verse thirty-one, Ephesians five thirty-one, as Christ and the church. Jesus left heaven. He left the Father in heaven to be joined to the church. And you can do your own research. We're joined to Christ. He lives in us. We live in Him. He's, we're His bride yeah. But for that to happen, He had to leave the portals of heaven and leave that relationship with the Father. He came in the flesh. And so, here you begin to get some understanding. He said... Uh, uh, Joined to his bride, as Christ is joined to his bride, the Church. Uh, Ephesians five thirty. Did I give that to someone? I know. Brad, can yeah, you read that? For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Is that verse thirty? Oh, thirty is. For we are members of His body, of His flesh, and of His bones. Okay, we are members of His body, His flesh, not just external. Marriage is not just living in the same house with a certificate. Marriage is not just physical. It's not just sexual. It's bone of bone. It's flesh of flesh. The bones is what gives structure to the body. Your bones, uh, uh, disease. Uh, what is the osteoporosis, here, where your bones begin to decay. Uh, the health of the body is in the bones. Your ability to move, your ability to feed yourself, your ability to accomplish uh, is very much dependent upon the health of your bones. This is true in marriage. You are to become this penetration, this, this, this physical and physics this chemistry combination. The woman was taken out of man. Genesis 2, 23 through 25, Shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man was wife, and they were not ashamed. Okay, so here is a powerful principle that you need to understand. Woman was not created from nothing. He was. He took this and. Ex- this deposit out of Adam, out of his side. And out of what he extracted, he fashioned the woman. So now what we have, part of Adam is missing. He's incomplete. Something has been removed from him. And this became woman. The same with Christ. Out of his side flowed the blood, And out of that became the church. He shed his blood for the church. And so, here is this woman. And so, now we have this incompleteness, this deficiency, this lack. And what oneness means is when these two parts come, there is a fullness. Marriage is designed that you become one. And we'll get to this. This is not easy. Probably the most difficult thing in all of life. But, it, but the power is in the partnering. The power is in the partnering. It's Throughout the Scripture, there's this truth. As you and your wife partner together, each in their place. We talk about that. We talk about the love. We talk about submission. Maybe not get to it today. But in this partnering in place and role, in in authority, in life, uh, this is where the power and the strength comes from. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12. through 12. It says, 2 are better than 1 they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, and hath not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have warmth. But, but how can one be worn alone? And if a man prevail against him that is alone, two shall withstand him, and a three-fourth cord is not easily broken. This is talking about the difference seasons, and circumstances of life. In the different arenas of life, um, uh, here is this companion, uh, your spouse, um, and something powerful happens um, in marriage when you're in this oneness. It takes time to leave and please. Listen, it takes time, years. Deuteronomy 24, verse 5. Who will get that? Did I get that to somebody or not? Who will get that? Tony, could you get that for me? Deuteronomy 24, verse 5. Did you read that? When a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year, and he shall kill up his wife she One year. One year represents the seasons of life. Spring, summer, fall, and winter. I want you to take a year and get to know your spouse. I don't want you to go to war. I don't want you to do any business. I want you to concentrate on making her happy. A year. A year. Some people don't have a week until they're right back in the ground if you're going to cleave, it takes talking time. We'll look at that in a moment. Every season of life. Skinny years, fat years. No kids, lots of kids. Tough times, good times. Have nothing, now you have things. In the coming and goings of life, You have to stay married to become one. I say it again. This takes time. You must spend time together. It's not easy. When you argue, there's conflict. There's disagreements. You're selfish. They are selfish. It takes time for you to leave mama or Papa, It doesn't just. Oh, I got married. Praise the Lord! I, I'm, I'm now. It, to pull out this, this, this—that you believed you were, you were born, you were born in the family. You were influenced. There was this communication, this contact. You gravitated to your mother, your father, whoever. It takes and they left a lot of impression in you. And a lot of it was nonsense. That's if you came out of an unsaved home. A lot of it was foolishness. A lot they they imparted curses sometimes. They imparted attitudes. Sometimes. They imparted insanity that you thought was normal. And so you get married. You have to come out of that. Thank God you bring some good things with you. But it takes time to where you're not looking to your parents as the reference point, but to your husband and your wife. It takes time where their voice is not more important than your husband's and your wife. It takes time to where their influence, and what they think and what they feel and what they say about your spouse, that doesn't mean as much to you as what your spouse says or what you say. Some t- you'll never please until you leave. You've been living out of the same house for 60 years, but if you've never left mom and dad and built your own relationship, uh, you'll never please together. Every partner, it's not easy. You have to stay married. No one can make you angry like someone you love. No one can upset you like someone you love. Romance comes and goes. Married fifty-something years, there's peaks and valleys. bring brings some reality. takes a lot of work, grace, love, forgiveness, and submission to plead together during the peaks and valleys. There comes a point you come down to the business of life. You've got to take the crash out. You live somewhere. Somewhere you got to take the crash out, okay? Listen, listen ladies. He will save the dumbest stupidest thing That will up and he doesn't have a clue. Listen, let me, you can tell him a thousand times and he still doesn't have a clue. You can write it on the refrigerator in neon lights flashing and he won't do it. He'll drive you crazy say it again and again and have no clue. Gentlemen, it's amazing how beautiful the bride can be and how bad her breath can be the next morning. It's like ten dragons in her mouth and all of them did their business. <laughs> That's the reality of marriage in life. You begin to find out things that upset you, that you have no clue about. If you're going to clean, you have to ride these out. It takes time. Not happen all of it in the first year, second year, third year, five year, ten years. Again, you have to have love, submission, and forgiveness. We're talking about a name change. Many times, the woman she'll change her name. She's going to process uh, from her mother to wife. He is going to process from his mama sometimes to a husband, or from his. This process is the leaving and the cleaving. And again. Have you ever had to wait on your wife? you ever had to wait on your wife? You're getting ready to go somewhere, and you're waiting. And you're waiting. And you're waiting. I used to do this car keys, you know. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost ready. I have got one, one, more, one more spot. I don't mind waiting if I see some improvement. I don't mind waiting if there's some action going on on the other side of the wall or the door or something, if I can hear some movement. I don't mind waiting because I have the expectation she's going to arrive. You know when people give up on marriage, when they quit waiting. Listen, you make him wait and wait, or her wait and wait, and you call him a dog. Or you go off on him. He doesn't no have patience. is like a skin dress. If you keep picking at it all the time, have to start over. Some marriages, you just won't leave it alone. Just... <laughs> saying, Listen, don't make your life miserable over things that in the long run mean nothing. Leave it alone. Let it heal. It, let, it, let, it, let it come together. Can't always be and gouging and digging at it and digging it down. Always correcting and complaining and and doubt. It's like a skin graft. Listen, you're always happy at first. Every marriage, we know a lot of people here. They're always happy. I mean, they can hardly testify they're so happy, filled with. They're always happy in the beginning, but there's the reality of leaving and cleaving, being joined together. and that can make you unhappy. Is that right? So how? Is the only thing holding you together is what you're fighting for? You know, I've seen people, it's interesting, they're struggling through something. I, I've seen people where uh, one of them is ill, and they struggle, and they struggle, and they stay together, and they get healed, mm-hmm. and, they, and all of a sudden, then they want to walk. Through. It's like the only thing holding them together was their struggle, the struggle to raise the children. And all of a sudden, the children are gone and they get a divorce. If the only thing holding you together is what you're fighting for, fighting to, to succeed, fighting to buy something, fighting to be—and it's like, uh, listen, that's not that's not oneness. If the only thing holding you together is what you're fighting for. When, when you get the victory, you won't live for God, or you'll separate or divorce. Oh. Life will either push you together or pull you apart. Life will either cause your marriage to, to if I could use the word, infect, and submerge in each other or life, the difficulties of life, the differences of life, the struggles of life, um, <clears throat> the agonies of life, the sorrows of life, or it will pull you apart. You know how you cling together? You know, one of the, the, the probably the most, Important thing is that to have one life, you have to choose exposure. And exposure makes you vulnerable. Genesis 2 25. Who gets that one? Anybody got a Bible? Read Genesis 2 25. Very familiar. Again, To become one takes time and you have to communicate. You have to talk. You have to communicate. You read that for me. Genesis 2, verse 25. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. They were both naked. That's being exposed. That's being open. To be open makes you vulnerable. But it's impossible to cleave and become one without being open. And to be open, you have to talk. Silence, running away is not openness. You cannot become one if you refuse to talk and communicate. You can't run off with the single girl. why I encourage people to get in ministry together. Go on outreach together. You have to open your soul after your soul's been hurt. You can't please without openness. Openness says I'm vulnerable. That means you talk about things that are important not just to you, but to them. That means you're not afraid of a conversation. That means when there needs to be a discussion, you don't run off with a guy somewhere. That means when there needs to be conversation and communication, you don't run to the video game or some sports activity. Or you don't run off with the girl. You 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 got to communicate if you're going to be one. And this can be difficult. It means you have to open your soul. If you don't open up, what happens is they're loving a shell. They're loving the external, but they're never really loving you. If you have all these defenses and these walls, and sometimes how we're we put these up to protect ourselves. We, we put, we, 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 we I'm not being hurt again. Nobody's gonna hurt again. Nobody, I'm gonna let nobody in here. to These secret, personal places in my life. I did that. And they, they burned me, they hurt me, they crashed me, they threw me their current. Never did. And so what happens though, they're loving the shell. And you wonder why it's not working. You wonder why you don't feel your need met. It's because they were they were naked and saying, they were totally transparent. And I'm not saying you know, every time you have some insane thought, you need to tell your wife or your husband. But I'm saying, in life, there has to be communication about things that are important—not just to you, but to them. It means you're willing to listen, love, listen, respect, listen, Commission listen. One of the Hallmarks of both of these positions is you listen. There has to be communication. What's missing? Made a statement at the beginning of this. Our grandparents were better with marriage during the depression. Hardships, no money, no Disneyland gates to speak of as far as few clothes. I remember being raised as a kid. I didn't have a closet. I had a nail in the wall. Seriously. had a nail in the wall. And I had a few hangers on it with my clothes. That was my wardrobe. But my parents stayed married to the grave. So, what, what, so What's missing? No Disneyland to go to, get all hyped up that. I think a couple of things: like they had time together, had time together. Listen, 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 guys! Don't live in some stupid fantasy video game. I don't care how good you are; it's not real. don't tell you it's not real. You can fire a thousand weapons, shoot down eight, eighteen million aircraft. It's not. You're not in the military not real. It, it, it's not, fantasy football is not real. You're not real. You're not on the. Car, you're not on the field. You're not, it's not real. Can I have to say that? It's not real. And and if you think it is real, then you need deliverance. And, and it, but if you live there, when you're wise, soap operas. I don't know if they're still popular anymore, but they're not real. Okay, they're not real. Real. They're not real. TV not real, mostly. I mean, some I mean, give you. your life to something that's not. Communicate with your wife and your husband and your children. And God. It's not real. Is not real. Lord, praise the Lord. And so they had time together. They had time together. And my parents were unsafe, and I'm saying they had the greatest marriage they did. God, we eat together. And if you weren't there when it was time to eat, you didn't eat. And they all, we all, the family, together. Pouting is not openness. Silence is not openness. Running away is not openness. I want to talk about submission for just a minute. Praise the Lord. I don't feel sorry for you You get to choose who you submit to. Amen. That's what dating is about. Engagement. That's a He won't work. I'm not going to marry him. I'm not going to submit to him. He can't hold a job. That guy, he's crazy. He's angry. Disrespects his mother. How's he going to treat me? I'm not going to marry him. I'm not going to submit to that man. I never prayed. How's he gonna treat me? I must submit to that man. You get to choose. We have to die. We have to die. Amen. Husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church, and gave himself. What does that mean? It means you gotta submit. We gotta die. I don't feel sorry for you. And especially you have a say in the points that we use to make this. Can I tell you something about submission? Submission is what we believe redemption. Garden? Garden of Gethsemane? Father, it be possible to let this cup pass from it. Then submission. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And what happened? A dimension that was never known to humanity before came into existence. Called salvation. You want a new dimension in your marriage that never existed before? Want to be like Jesus? and to the Lord. What happens with love and submission, and it talks about respect, and I'm 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 going to stop right here. That's how the peace is. That's how the oneness happens. Rebels never enjoy oneness. If you won't submit to him, don't marry him. Now, look no past this Okay? But this is what makes me... This is God's revelation. And it's easy to submit to someone who will save you. like Christ loved the church and gave himself. A love that saves. It's really much easier to submit to But these, this is the chemistry. How many, how many believe this Bible? Over Oprah or uh, what's the other guy's name that she made famous, Dr. Phil, old crazy Phil. How, how many believe this? Do you, do you listen, do you believe this? <laughs> some of you, some of you, not. Know. You don't believe this, you know where people go don't believe this, don't you? Mm-hmm. I have been through so many seasons. Right. It's, it's painful sometimes getting old. You know, you know you're getting old when you hate to even look in the news the because you can't just, let me just get this done. But, but I remember we're first married. I remember we're dating. You listen to one another breathe on the phone. And it costing me money. I'm calling from a payphone on a pier here in San Diego. costing me money to listen to her breathe. Got married in the 32nd Street track Gaffney it? he said, "You guys will never make it." Well, I mean, told so us that you guys will never make it. On the way there, my brother's taking me. He's a chief in the military. He's, he's a. He, I don't know how many times he was married. How many times he was married? She don't know either. He says, he "Says, listen, little brother, we could go right straight on to Tijuana. You know, then we had to stop at 32nd Street. Maybe we just, we'd be Tijuana in 20 minutes. That's how we started, but we were in love." children, sin, devastation, violations, anger, and we got saved. God over a period of time, of life, lost our daughter, 15 years old, pioneering in churches, nothing, $25 a week. I'm, I'm, not about, I'm not I'm talking about seasons of life. Remember the year? He said, for one year, I just want you to be with your wife. Spring, summer, fall, winter. Seasons of, of pasturing And then the kids grow, and they're gone. And you're by yourself again. Then there's grandkids. And a bunch of them running around here. Now they're gone. And we're back alone again. We got Mojo and Chickens and rooster named Cloud. James Martinez gave me this rooster named Cloud. But anyway, being missionary now, physically. You're together, and you know what the other one's thinking without speaking. I start to say something, or I'm planning on something. I was just going to say that. that's exactly what I thought. Take your time. Statement that we need to close. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny you're about seasons, and emotions and everything. You said something from when you were in the Navy about when the storm came, and you're on this drastic step, and would put down these anchors, those anchors who couldn't make the shift to the storm. And the station storm, sometimes, you, I mean, you, you might be saying this, and steel of the damage, there was a commitment that held the sickness storm, Maybe we damaged what was done, but your vow is a commitment just like the anchor kid. The commitment will hold you to season, will you disagree, when your emotions, are out of whack, and all kinds of things. It will keep you in the end so that you can still love each other and stand back again. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give God grace. Thank you. We could have next week.